The Rock and Roll and Coffee Show is brought to you by Writers and Rockers Coffee Company, keeping the music and memories alive with some damn good coffee. Be sure to pick up your Rock and Roll and Coffee Show coffee only at writersandrockerscoffee.com. And also brought to you by Retroactive, located at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, keeping you retro with everything from 70s, 80s, and 90s. Shopretroactive.com. next guest is Mitch Malloy. Mitch has a new record out called The Last Song, and I'm going to talk to Mitch all about the recording and writing of The Last Song, his early career, and a little bit about the reason why he didn't pursue the Van Halen gig as a lead singer next on the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. All right, man. So let's talk about uh, you got a new record out called uh, The Last Song. Just came mm-hmm. out uh, probably a couple weeks ago, right? About two weeks ago when this comes out. One. There it is right there. Yeah. Coincidentally. Look at that. You just happen to have an autographed copy. How did that happen? How'd you get that? I don't know. It's magic. <laughs> well, tell me about this record a little bit. I mean, when did you start working on this? I started working on it. Uh, hmm. It was, you know, the, the I made the announcement uh, finally that I left Great White and then you know, the phone started ringing, things started happening. I was offering this and that, and, you know, nice things were coming my way and um, an offer to make a record and a couple different actually offers to make a record. And so I thought, well, I, I should probably make a record. And and I'm always, you know, I kind of live in the studio. I've been in the studio my whole life um, since I was 17. I think I had my first little home studio. Um, so uh, I just, I'm always working on stuff and um, I, I, I hadn't really, I hadn't started my own record because like, you know, I was in a band, so I wasn't doing that. So, uh, but I was always, you know, messing around writing and recording and stuff like that. Uh, but it, when, it, when it was time to make the record, then I was like, okay, I'm actually making my next record. This is going to rock. And I got excited and yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, probably a year ago or something when I started. I went, I went really slow on this record. You took your time. Yeah, but it's been done for six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting for the vinyl to happen and waiting for all the business stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Like even after I finished it, I just sat on it for a while because I was still trying to decide which label to go with. Okay. So, yeah, so that was kind of a process unto itself. So I was just kind of sitting, you know, I, something I'd never done, which is pretty cool, you know. Was that difficult? Uh, like, didn't you want just to put which it out part? and let people hear it? Sitting on it. Oh, that, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it's still difficult. I mean, I'm just, I, you know, just this week I was able to say, it's out, you know, yeah. finally. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The longest rollout in the history. Like, you know, like it used to be in the music business, that was on purpose. Like we would have a big marketing, you know, plan 
right? And and you started and it went and it went slow and it, there was a buildup and that's how you put out records before. But now with the internet, and I mean everything is so immediate and, and everything is so transient. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, that was cool for that thirty seconds that I paid attention to it, and now I'm paying attention to this, <laughs> you know. And that's just how our our society is now, right? So to do that long rollout like that was like excruciating. So yeah, yeah. it was hard. But but yeah. you did that to put it out on vinyl and this huge package yeah. that you put with it, right? Yeah, which that didn't take much time because that was all, you know, um, stuff that I could do here, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, make videos, make acoustic versions of some of the songs, you know, in video into the studio, you know, so there's studio live studio versions like I would do on YouTube or something like that. Right. Um, um, yeah, so I was able to do that and... Um, I, you know, we had to do that because, I mean, the guys that sing are really smart and they knew. So for us to to make out on this, we've it, because it costs so much to manufacture vinyl, mm-hmm. we have to charge so much, you know, and then we have to charge even more than that if we want to make something off of it. And you have to make something off of it because what else are you doing otherwise? Right. I mean, right. everybody's got to make a living. So. So, yeah. So the only way to make it like really. um we could, let's really make this worth their while was to kind of stack the deck. And they had all these suggestions. Well, you could make live video, you know, acoustic videos. You could do handwritten lyrics. You could do uh, a, like a golden ticket live concert for the winners who win the live concert. We can do a poster. We can sign all the vinyl. We can do a picture. We can do pics. And they, they had this massive list. And I was like, yep. And they're like, well, which one do you want to do? I'm like, all of them. And they're like, all of them? I'm like, yeah, all of them. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about the golden ticket. I mean, so this is a live concert you're going to do with with the winners yeah. of it. How do they get entered or how do they win? So you 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 can, I mean, you can go to sing records and and uh buy the the bundle Mm -hmm. which includes the vinyl includes the immediate downloads of the cd so you get the cd immediately those are the first people to hear it the people that bought the the bundle um and you get all that stuff immediately when you go there you can also go there from mitchmalloy.com i have that and then i have all the other options as well so I have the CD option and everything like that for people who just want to spend the money on just the CD. But if they, if they're vinyl people and they enjoy getting all this other stuff that's unique to the bundle, no one else will get ever. And they can go and pay the money and get that. There's still some available, but not many. So if you want that, if you want vinyl, better go. Cause better it's it about, yeah. yeah, it's about out. It's a very limited run and we're, we don't have pl- any plans to do it again. So it is what it is. And that's how they get that. Yeah. Okay. So when they buy that, they get entered for the golden ticket thing. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. They get entered for the golden ticket. And then, and the label picks the people that won the golden ticket. And then those people will all be on a a live streaming concert with me. That sounds fun. Private, private concert for them. Yeah. And they can, I'll talk to them and that, you know, I mean, yeah. I'll answer questions. It'll be like, it'll be cool. It'll be like nothing else. It won't be like a concert. It'll be way cooler than a concert because they can talk to me and I'll answer them. Right. They better not talk to me while I'm singing. <laughs> Someone's going to interrupt you. <laughs> that would just piss me off. <laughs> <laughs>
have you ever done anything like that before like a live thing over the computer mm, no interesting never, i'm just wondering yeah. how, like how how do you know what it sounds like on the other side i don't <laughs> that's I'm awesome find out yeah, yeah i'm gonna find out i mean i i think the technology now is is so good that it'll sound like you know what I mean? Because yeah, I can. I mean, I. I mean, I'm sitting in my studio, so I'll be playing into the studio. So I'll have the nice reverb on it, and I'll have the compressors, and I'll have the sure. nice. It'd be like I'm recording it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, you know, for a record, like a live record, except yeah. the live. Yeah. So it's just, so it should sound great. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a great player. You're a great singer. I don't see why it would sound bad. So thank you. Thank Unless you. Uh, you get pixels on your screen or something. Yeah, yeah, and it starts to go. <laughs> so this is your second record as well that you played all the instruments on. Although this yeah. one's a little different situation because the last yeah. one was kind of rushed, and you kind of had to do that. I think, right? Yeah, the last one was rushed. I'm really happy with that. It looks like this, and you can buy this as well at MitchMalloy.com. It's that called Making. I signed that. Yeah, who did that? Somebody's sneaking into my studio. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it's the second time I've done it. And uh, the first time I never intended to do it at all. You know, like I never, it was never a thing. It, it had been suggested to me many times by some of my producer friends. But I just thought, why would I do that when I have access to all these wonderful musicians, <clears throat> you know? And music you should be made, you know, like takes a village and it should be made with a bunch of different energy. And it should be, you know, um, but I, I was I was forced to do it on my own the first time I did it. And I was really happy with it. And actually, it was really therapeutic. The song My Therapy is probably the, the best song on the Making Noise record. I made a video for that. Um, and I meant that when I wrote that is this is my therapy. Like it was really therapeutic for me. And so I thought I would do it again like that. And I, and I wasn't closed to that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm definitely doing that again. It was like, I'm going to start it like that and kind of see. And, you know, and there was a couple of times where I was like, I think I need to, to send this to Tristan and have him play the solo. And then, and then I would work on it a little bit more and I would get it. So I was happy with it. You know what I mean? And be like, ah, I'm good. It's, it's okay. You know? Right. So that's kind of how that happened. And did you let anybody hear it through the process or did, was it just kept to you? It was just to me. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Don't let anybody because it's, uh, it's so personal and, 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 you know, unless it's somebody that's like you, you know, unless it's somebody who's actually a producer, you know, um, it's really dangerous to play things for people that aren't done because mm -hmm. they don't, see the end you know yeah they're just it, hearing what they're hearing yeah you can't you know so you're a musician so you understand this it's like you can't you know i've made that mistake in the past you cannot do that because they could say something that would completely throw you off you know and you'd be like ah, send you in some kind of emotional like tizzy you know so i i'm really 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 protective of it i don't let anybody hear it so it's really a freak out moment when i finally send it the whole thing to somebody and i'm like get nervous <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy 
well, you didn't only just play on this, but you, you recorded it, you mixed it, you mastered it. Yeah. So nobody else comes in the room. I, I, I start it here and I finish it here and, and I'm by myself the whole time. So, um, it's a pretty uh, amazing undertaking. Um, I don't think people will really understand the people that don't understand don't need to understand just mm -hmm. enjoy it enjoy you know it. just enjoy what's coming into the speakers hopefully but the people that do like the musicians the session people the producers the engineers those people they get it they know what's in you know what it entails and then and then but the thing is you know it really only matters if you like it yeah otherwise it doesn't you know oh he made this by by himself so what it sucks you know what i mean yeah. like it it doesn't matter unless you like it so yeah. For me, it's it's a kind of a big deal because it's a real sense of accomplishment of of all the you know accumulation of all the years, all the time that I spent, and all the you know. So I have a sense of pride about it, of course. But it's not like uh, look what I did kind of thing. It's not you know. I understand that people just want to hear music that they like, and they don't really care how it gets to their ears. Mm -hmm. You know, I get that. Yeah. But it's got to be gratifying to you, though, to sit back and look at that finished yeah. product saying, I did all of this. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is gratifying um, and kind of horrifying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like, that's all me there. Yeah. Ah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, mixing it yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. I've had this conversation before with other musicians that have have uh you know recorded stuff on their own but mixing i mean when do you know when that song is done because i do stuff here and you can keep going these days especially with technology these days and this plugin and that plugin you can keep putting stuff everywhere trying and trying this trying that yeah. yeah it's just it's 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 a it's a number of things actually um i i honestly don't think i could have done this 10 years ago mm. it, it's it it comes with time an experience and you know i i was a mix engineer in nashville for 20 years so i mixed tons of stuff so you know when it's done when it's for you when it's done you know and um i just upgraded the studio here you know before i started the record so i was learning new software as well i mean i was endorsing a software that i loved and that i knew inside and out and I heard another software and I thought, I, that's it. That's the sound I've been looking for my whole life. I have to switch. And so I did. And so I was struggling with that. That was the hardest part. So you were How learning too. That? How, oh yeah. I had to learn a new software, a new DAW, full on mm -hmm. DAW. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a big task. It was mon. So this record was kind of a monster task actually because of all that. And that's another reason why it took longer. Because everything wasn't so instant like it was on the last. I mean, it was on the last software for 20 years. <laughs> I was like, you know? Yeah. And, and this, it was like, why doesn't it do that when I do that? You know? And then yeah. you have to go to tech support and then tech support gets back to you two days later. You know, and you're like, nye, 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 I need to make this record. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came out great. It sounds great. Thank you. I mean, the performance yeah. is great. You've captured a lot of emotion in the songs. 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, and well, well, thank you. And and getting back to that, you know, I did pile on to a degree, you know, because you can kind of do everything now. You can, mm -hmm. you know, like I can, I can do the symphony here on my keyboards, and I can, you know, do this kind of guitar, that kind of. I mean, I have to play everything. I played everything. There's yeah. no computer playing or anything like that. But but still, you have the option, like we didn't used to have, to do all these things at your fingertips. And I'd go past it, man. Like I would. I would go past and I'd be like, and I'd know it. I'd be like, oh, I went past it. And that comes with experience too, though. To know. You know, that that's time and just doing it for years and years and years and going, wait a second. This has lost a little personality because there's three things playing what one thing could play. Yeah. So let's find that best one thing. Let's get rid of the other two. Let's develop that one thing. So it's really supporting the song or that part of the song. And, you know, so a, a lot of that was going on too. Like, let's get the most emotion and vibe we can get with these individual things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, a I lot think of you captured it. Yeah. I mean, even on songs like Thank My you. Pleasure and Building a Bridge, I mean, the grit, you, you got that in there, you know, you, you did Thank what you. you needed to do for the songs and it worked. That, you know, for me, that's what it's all about, you know, being a singer songwriter, you know, it's really all about the song and, uh, and how can the voice work and then making the voice work and, and then how do you support the vocal, you know, so, and that comes down to bass too. Like I'm, my second instrument is bass. Well, third actually, but if people don't know that about me, I, I started playing bass when I was like seven or something. And I started playing drums when I was like six. Right. So drums was my first instrument and then bass and then vocal. Right. So so for me, the bass is is the second most important thing, really. Like after you have everything else figured out, you've got the rhythm figured out, you've got the groove figured out, the drums are right. I find that even when the final vocal is down, the bass still isn't right. And I've had this discussion with big, huge artists that I think have even helped them in their bands because i say do the bass after the lead vocal is done like I yeah totally do the bass but come back right mm -hmm. right i do the because same the, thing okay exactly so the a lot of people don't know this you know because they they the bass goes down and they leave yep. you know and that's the bass and then they build yep. everything on top of it and then the bass never develops from there right you know but once that lead vocal gets on there, the bass has to dance around that vocal and it supports the vocal and it makes the vocal better. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, that's, maybe that's why you like the record because you're a bass player and you recognize maybe. that I was doing that. Maybe. Yeah. I'm working on I, some stuff with some guys, some guys you probably know, um, and I'll send them the rough of the, with my bass on, it's just a rough, but once I get the vocals back, then I go redo the bass. Absolutely. Please. Yeah. That's the, that's, you can't make a record without doing that. I had this discussion with Huey McDonald. I don't know if you know Huey. Yeah. Bon Jovi. But he, yeah. So he played on my first album and we're dear friends. And, and he said this to me uh, at one point, he goes, you're doing the bass after the vocal, aren't you? Like he got it, you know, he, and he goes, man, I wish I could do that. I never get to do that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's awesome. So you're yeah. saying um, drums was your first instrument? Is that what you said? It, it was, yeah. So I think like a drummer, drummers always say to me, like, dude, like those drums. I'm like, ah, I'm just, I don't know. I just think like a drummer. I'm like, no. And he's like, ah, boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Like it needs to, you know, 
Like yeah. the film needs to go, you know, or whatever. Like I just hear this shit in my head, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. So what got you started into music in general when you were a kid to play an instrument? Did other just members music, of your family? Music. Yeah. Music. I, I, I'm the youngest of six kids. Yeah. So six and a half, but half wasn't there, but, uh, but yeah. So, so hi, Steven. So, uh, you know, I, I was in diapers you know, and listening to the Beatles or whatever from my older siblings, you know, my mom said I was dancing in my diapers was what she said, you know, before I could walk. She's like, you were dancing before you could walk, you know? So I've just always been, music has just always been like a magnet to me. It just has me, but you know what? I won't let go. Yeah. Are you the only one in your family that is a musician? No, my sister Holly is a brilliant singer, fantastic singer. My sister Nancy also, is, uh, you know, is a singer song, you know, dabbled. She never really pursued it. But um, yeah, my dad was a, played sax in a band. Um, my mom sang as well, you know, just, you know, casually, never professionally. But my dad always, I think, wanted to be a professional musician. My dad would be like going to music things. Like he would go to clubs and have a drink and listen to the band. And, you know, he was the one who took me to the symphony first time. And yeah, my dad was into it. Nice. So what motivated you to learn all these instruments? Like after you started playing drums, then you went that, yeah, it was necessity, really, I think, um, because being in the studio. So then I'm in the studio and I'm kind of I come from a really small town. So I always was like, well, if something's got to be done, well, if there's nobody else to do it, then I guess I'm doing it. You know, like, you know, so you just like become a problem solver, you know, you mm -hmm. become a fixer and a problem solver and you just start doing whatever needs to be done to make it good, you know, and then you learn because right. you have to. You're all you self-taught. Yeah. Completely yeah. self-taught. Everything. So, yeah. So so that that happened in the studio. So I'm in the studio and I'd be producing and I hear something that needed to happen. And if one of the guys wasn't able to do it, or if one of the guys wasn't there to do it, then I had to do it. Right. And so after a couple of years of doing that, I became really proficient kind of at everything that made a rock record, you know, to the point where I think I could probably do this by myself now, you know, it just, it was a natural progression. That's why I said 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, 20 years ago, I would have sucked at this. I think I don't, sure. I don't think I would have been anywhere near where, where I am now. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit to your first record. Now you got your record deal in new york is that correct in, yeah new york in 1990 yeah. so you were you were an east coast guy not a west coast i'm from north dakota so right. yeah so i left north dakota and went to the east coast um my best friend tim was going to princeton brainiac and still super tight great friend um in fact he was in my bands growing up you know i kind of started bands with him um so he was going to Princeton. So there was that. And my dad thought New York is way cooler than LA. Go to New York. <laughs> it was my dad, dad you know? Dad. Yeah. That, that's, that was his take on it, you know? Um, so he supported me going to the East coast, not so much the West coast. I see. Right? So that's, yeah. What worked out? I mean, how, yeah. how did you get noticed in New York? Um, I started right away going out and and seeing bands and and kind of um and i would just approach 
I'd approach them because what, you know, what else are you going to do? So I would, I would just go, I would find, you know, I'd go out and I'd see a band that I liked and I would, you know, they'd take a break and I would go up to them and introduce myself and I'd say, Hey, uh, you know, I'd love to come up and sing if, if you, and they'd be like, well, you know, what could you sing if you were to come up and sing? And I'm like, um, hit me with your best shot. And they'd be like, you can sing hit me with your best shot. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I can do the solo too. And they'd be like, really? And they believed me because yeah. I'm believable, you know? <laughs> so that started happening. So I started like jumping up. And, and so then my name started getting around in the New Jersey circuit, which was an amazing circuit. I mean, it was like cranking. It was like thousand people a night. Like it was, it was a healthy, healthy scene. It's healthy club scene there. So yeah, so that was fortunate, right? And so I just got in and I got in with one of those bands and I started doing that. So then I was, you know, doing covers, but I was still, I was making a living and kind of, you know, working on my craft at the same time and, you know, working on my, my, uh, songwriting at the same time. And just, that's kind of how that started. And, and then I realized that the cover thing was, a kind of a hamster wheel. And, you know, it's like these guys that I was with, they'd been doing it for a long time. And I was like, mm. after about a year of that, I was like, eh, I think I better shift gears and starve. <laughs> so I <laughs> yeah, did. You're making money with the covers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to pull out of that and then I starved and then and then I got, you know, I had my kind of a name out there. So I got in with David Rosenthal, who was a keyboard player from Rainbow. So we had a band called Infinity. So that was my first like real, like working with a rock star, you know, and professional and writing songs with him. And we were, and we recorded, there's a thing called Infinity. There's a record, it's, it's our demos, but uh, it's actually out on a CD. It's kind of hard to get, I think, but it's called Infinity. And that's really my first ever professional recordings. So and then it just kind of went on from there, and then from there I got did this, and then and then, and then I formed a band called Malloy in the mid in nineteen eighty eight, and that was that lasted like a year, year and a half, and then I got my record deal, so with RCA. And that record deal was with you as an individual. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they weren't. So in nineteen ninety, they were like, um, "This is all great, the hair band thing, fine, but we think the hair band thing is over." And we're not really interested in signing a hair band. So they signed me. So that was, so that was how that happened. And it was like, well, you know, this has been fun guys, but you know, and it was fun. That band was fun, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, we were together for like a year, year and a half. And we, we probably did 15 shows or something. You know, we, we played quite a bit, but, and I still love those guys, but, but yeah, it was either sink or swim really, you know, it's, I had a chance and they were all, they understood. And so, sure. yeah. Sure. Yep. And then you released a few solo albums. Why didn't you, you, was there no interest of going for a band again? Um, I've always had an interest in that. Okay. I, I grew up in bands. Right. I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, my first at tw age 12, I formed a band. So I literally grew up in a band. So I grew up with that brotherhood that was part of my childhood, really. You know, like when, with, when I got with, with Eddie, he said, you know, you're a solo artist. Are you sure you're cool with being in a band? I'm like, Eddie, I grew up in bands. Like it's all I've ever known. The solo artist thing for me is weird, you know, because I've only been in bands. So he was like, okay, cool. But, um, 
Yeah. So I've tried a couple of different things here and there and had different offers, but it just never, nothing never really panned out for the band thing. You know, um, I turned a lot of things down to be honest, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but who knows? I mean, I'm still open to that. Um, if the right situation presented itself, I would jump. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think there's a few bands you could, you'd be great with almost most of the bands out there. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you know, thanks for that. I mean, but a lot of them, they're kind of settled. They have their guy and they're, you know, and they're doing fine with that. And that, you know, and that's, you know, I, I don't want to force somebody out, you know, you know, I think that I got that kind of that kind of thrown on me with the great white thing, although even though I had nothing to do with it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people kind of looked at me like I did that. I didn't do that. I I was offered a job and I took it, you know, um, but that's a kind of a tough thing. It, it would be I mean, the ultimate scenario would be if the singer, you know, and that did happen to me in one one job that was offered that I don't really talk about, but pretty huge band. The singer actually called me first the same you know, the band well, yeah which is great you know like that's how it would be you know what i mean like yeah. if, you know if the singer yeah. goes hey i don't want to do this anymore come and do it you know what i mean <laughs> that's like perfect but, I but mean, then you wouldn't you be thinking well why doesn't he want to do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> um yeah maybe boy <laughs> 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 uh, um yeah. so um talk real quick about um you you spoke about your Van Halen thing a while yeah. a lot out there yeah, all, all it's, over. It's, so I don't want to get yeah. into that, but I do want yeah. to know one. I have one question about that whole situation. Mm -hmm. So after they did the whole thing with Dave, came on TV, and then you you rethought the situation. You sent them a letter, correct? Say, saying you weren't I, interested. I did. Yeah, yeah. Win Jackson, my my manager, wrote the letter and sent it. I didn't. I didn't write it or send it. But he yeah, did yeah. that. Yeah. Um, how come you didn't want to just wait and stick it out and see what was going to go down? Uh, it just didn't feel right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It just, yeah. You know, feelings are important and you should pay attention to them. And, uh, to me, it just didn't feel right. And it was an overwhelming feeling. Um, and, um, it's funny because a lot of people don't know this, but Desmond Child was also, not involved in this, but he had a little bit to do with it. And like he, cause he, Desmond had been there with them and they were talking about me, right? They'd already decided that I was coming in and they asked him and he gave me the thumbs up. So he called me to tell me that, you know, which I was like, Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You know? And so when things got wonky, I called him and I said, what do you think? I said, it doesn't feel right to me, man. It's like, feels really, I love Ed. I love those guys. I'm so happy that I got a chance to do this and everything, the opportunity, what happened, but it just doesn't, I don't think it's going to go well. It doesn't feel right to me. And I don't really feel like I should do it. And he goes, then write them a letter. It's his idea. It right away. It was Desmond's idea. Yeah. 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 People don't know that because I don't talk about it because I don't want to drag him into it because he's Desmond sure, Child sure. and he doesn't need the drama and the, you know, the bullshit. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, I have mad respect for that guy, you know. So, yeah. So anyway, that's how that went down. And I just, I yeah. I mean, I see your point for sure. Mm -hmm. And I did 
wait for a while. I did. There were days that passed and it was like, whoa, <laughs> those days, yikes. Those were yeah. tough days. Yeah. And that had to be a tough decision though. Those were tough days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from the moment that I saw that thing and to the, the, the whole, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Glad that's over. Yeah. And then after that, you did some time with Great White, right? Four years? Four years with Great White. Yep. Okay. Had a blast on stage. I love the crowds. Um, yeah, it was it was a really positive experience for the most part, I think. You know, it was a difficult situation. Um, physically was tough, the travel and the shows and, and all that. But man, once you got up on stage, it was like, yeah, it was yeah. nice. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And now um, with the solo album, are you going to be touring? There are some shows already booked. I'm not saying what they are yet because we're waiting for some others so um but yeah it's it's i mean the word touring i would say mm, i don't know about that right <laughs> but there'll, there'll yeah, be shows okay yeah yeah uh, it's not like we're gonna go boom, 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 you know yeah yeah most likely not but there will be shows and there'll be good shows and and we'll have some fun and and who knows what could happen i mean the the response has been kind of overwhelming to the record honestly um it's uh yeah it's been pretty incredible um so who knows what could happen you know mm -hmm. the phone is ringing and opportunities are happening and we'll see that's awesome now do you have a touring band already set up or or just some ideas Where yeah i have i have a, a a pretty large bag of tricks there like i have i just have i just know so many musicians that are so great i'm you know just from all the years of producing and then in playing and there's a lot of great great guys so it's uh it's just going to come down to who can do probably you know what show at what you know i don't even know if i'll have the same band at for every show or what you know what i mean mm -hmm. i mean and that's who's available yeah that's normal for me that's why i have such a long list it's like, again, you know, on October 9th, remember, can you, and then this one can't, okay, can you, and you know what I mean? And yeah. then boom, you have your band and they commit and then you've got your band and that's usually how I do it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's always great though. The musicians that I have access to are fantastic. Yeah. 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 How about, talk a little bit about um, the strategy of releasing it. I mean, you didn't put a single out first, did you? Uh, one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. Was, one did that kind. come out before the record? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the video came out as a pre-sale. So here's the video, and then you can buy the vinyl in pre-sale. But we didn't have anything digital available yet because we wanted to offer the vinyl first, as this is the only option. <laughs> so the single came out in video format, With wasn't the on the streaming services. Yeah. No. Just just right. okay. video. Yeah. Okay. Just the video. Yeah. So no, the single didn't. Yeah. So, so we wanted to hold everything back. And plus, you know, I decided to go with Cargo UK for the distribution of, of the rest of the world. United States, I have distribution for, but Cargo UK is a company that I, that my first album, I don't know if you know my, the Mitch Malloy debut album with anything at all. They brought that into the UK from, from BMG. Right. So they so so John there has known me since then. 
So I was like, oh, Cargo UK, boom. So I wrote, I reached out to him and he was all about it. And um, so he has it. And um, yeah, he's got it digitally and he's got CDs worldwide, except for the US. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What What are your thoughts on how to release music these days? As far as there's so many... Oh, no. different opinions you know what i mean i don't think there is it doesn't seem like there's a good way you know I, right? what i mean like there's yes. all these ways and they all suck yeah that's why i asked because i don't really it's know not, of the i know best everybody way. asks me that there's not a good way like it used to be a certain thing like we had an advantage because it was this this special thing that was coming and you could only get it at your record store you know, yeah. like it was advertised. You heard it on the radio, maybe, right? And then you'd go to the record store and then maybe you could hear it at the record store if you're lucky before you bought it. And that was a special way things worked and it worked well and it was how it worked. Now, who knows, man? I, you know, I mean, there's people releasing a new song every week. Or right. Something. I mean, some won't put out albums. They just do singles now. Yeah. Yes. So like, yeah. And I get that. They're like, oh, you did a CD. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> well, it's this thing. It's this yeah. thing. And it's this digital round thing. And it goes in this machine <laughs> and it plays music. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough these yeah. days. Yeah. It's not Are, you're a tech guy, though, right? Well, I made record, Equipment. records by myself. So, yeah, you have to be pretty well, technical. Are you using, do you, are you miking amps or are you going direct using plugins? I have in the last, um, when Kemper came out, um, I was very scared to make that jump, but it was highly recommended to me by somebody I trusted. And so I became an endorser. I was one of their first endorsers, I think. And so once I heard that, I realized that it was kind of my savior because I had been tracking guitars forever up until that point. And it's always a huge ordeal. It's just, it's difficult to do. They sound different every day. Mm-hmm. You know, amps, tube amps sound different every day. Yeah. And it's just really hard. The mic angle and this and that and the compressor and the and everything the right thing and i mean by the time you get the guitar sound right it's like oh my god you know you're exhausted so the the whole digital realm came in and i was like thank god i'm not a guitar player (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't have to be like a snobby it's not like i'm stevie ray vaughn (laughs) the sound has to be like perfect you know what i mean right right because it's not perfect but it's close and it's close enough you know it's getting better all the time yeah and it's better this record I don't know if you listen, you you seem like you have the ears. If you will listen to the difference between this record, which is all Kemper, and this record, which is almost 100% soft tube Marshall Plexi mm. through the uh, Apollo, zero latency, there's a difference. This is better. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, just that sounds is. great. Thank you. Yeah, it's like when I plugged in, I was like, what in the? I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't buy it for that. Uh, 
for me, like software amps were like crap. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to suck, but I got to try it because it's my new thing. And I yeah. plug in and I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah. It's like the first album. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to get the anything at all sound ever since then. Then you got it. Well, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it now. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome, man. So people can still go get a few copies left of the bundle. Yes, which I don't have in my hands yet. It's coming tomorrow. It was supposed to be here Monday, but it got delayed. You don't have one. I don't have not supposed to Thursday. Comes tomorrow. How does that happen? It's new, <laughs> baby. Vinyl is like Bleh. Yeah. It's so <laughs> slow. But yeah. People love it now again. Hey, yeah, I, I guess. Yes, yeah, so I mean, that, good for them. I, mean, I, I, I don't really. I mean, for me, it's a thrill to to have a vinyl LP of my, you know, that looks like this. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be, it's it's a thrill because I grew up on that, and it's mm -hmm. my first ever. It's white, so, so I, right? Yes, it, it looks exactly like this. It's just bigger. So, you know, but aside from that, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm well into the digital world and love it. So do you yeah. have a record player? I don't, <laughs> I don't even own one. And I'm You're not just going to look one. at this vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll have one. It'll be back there. It'll get dusty. <laughs> <That's a funny laughs> yeah. All right, man. Keeping it real, man. <laughs> well, I listen, you did great job on the record. Congratulations on it. Um, <laughs> I definitely highly recommend it, you know. Thank you. And just great job. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, joining me. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I'll come back and see you next time. Yes, sir. Anytime. Thanks. All right, buddy. Take care.